2: Welcome to
3: DC. Welcome in, Burgundy Gold. Today, Scott Jackson solo today with you here on the Team 980 streaming live in the Free Odyssey app. My friend Rick Doc Walker will be back with me tomorrow. Uh, on the same very program. But we got a lot to cover today. Teams back at work. Uh, there's some early news prior to them getting back on the practice field. So um, I'm excited about uh, this week. You know, looking ahead at the schedule for both of these teams, the, the Giants and the Washington Commanders, it's really, I mean, you're, we're going to have a real good vision of where this thing's headed over these next few weeks with these head to heads. And, and for the Giants, the, the second time they play Washington will be a third straight division game. So, A lot at stake for both of these teams over the next three weeks. And I really, really, really um, like the fact that um, we have uh, these um, head-to-heads. Even though I didn't like it in the beginning of the season. I mean, it's only, I saw this today, it's only the eighth time in NFL history we've had teams playing each other back-to-back weeks. uh, What the commanders are doing. Obviously for the Giants, it's not back-to-back weeks. There's a game in between because they don't have their bye week. So it's only like the eighth time in league history, something goofy like that. It's just bizarro that uh, we're getting to this point. So anyway, looking forward uh, to Sunday, but it's only Wednesday. So there's, there's a process we have to go through. There's a process that we have to, you know, we have to take our time and get there. So we can't just fast forward. Uh, my friend Fred Smoot will be with us at 1. Um, does post game work with me, and uh, you know him as a cover specialist. Perhaps the funniest guy um, formerly in the NFL. So we'll uh, talk to him. Had one about a variety of things, including the defense, Um, his thoughts on, like, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, last time they've had a defense at this level, it's been a while. I mean, it really has been a while. I would say the Greg Williams years, but I think this defensive line is certainly better. Um, Those secondaries were better, but this defensive line is certainly better. It's different. I mean... This team plays, at times, as one linebacker. I mean, it's definitely a different way uh, to align, different world of football. But we'll get Fred's thoughts on all that stuff coming up uh, at 1 o'clock. So Wes Schweitzer, and I think this was discussed last week. I could have sworn I said this into a microphone last week, that it was going to be pretty soon He'd be coming back. But I I uh, may have jumped the gun. Um, they started the 21-day window on Wes Schweitzer today. Could be important. I mean, remember, he was the team's starting center to the very beginning of the season uh, before Chase Rougie was back. Um, he had, um, you know, then, then slid the guard, and they had the injury. So he's always been good filling in the problem with West has of course been staying on the field. Um, but he gives them another, if you could, he, he's better than the other two guards, in my opinion, when he's healthy, whenever, when all's equal and he's completely healthy, he's better. And I'll be curious to see today if Trey Turner's all right. Cause he remember left the game twice, not once, but twice on Sunday. So, We'll find out uh, more, hopefully, uh, when practice gets rolling here shortly uh, for the commanders, if he's even out there or available. So they are in the bubble today, as you might suspect. Playing on turf this week, uh, not a really well-respected turf. There's been a lot of discussion about how crappy it is at MetLife Stadium. Uh, The Jets and Giants, uh, the NFLPA has also weighed in. Wanted to get rid of that dump uh, of a field. And, you know, they don't really want to go back to grass because – In the olden days, when they were in the other stadium, they went to grass, and it did not work out well late in seasons. I'll be honest, and this is going to sound crazy for anybody who has been around here more than five minutes, but they ought to talk to the commanders. (laughs) Grounds crew, yes. How good was that field on Sunday? Seriously. Seriously. I mean, Atlanta's wearing all white. No grass stains, no paint stains, nothing. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when we were like, oh, my God, nobody wants to play on that field. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, so kudos to them. They put in a lot of money into it. Now, granted, the rest of the stadium needs some work, but, you you know, you get the point. The more important part is what the players play on, frankly, offense fans. Not that you should get water dumped on you or anything like that, but anyway. a railing shouldn't be tightened up, but you get it. You know what I'm saying. So, that's what they need to figure out. This brings us to Chase Young, of course. The question is whether or not we would play Chase Young this week, and I would probably vote no. I mean, unless there's some injury I'm unaware of on the defensive line, the D-line's fine. Not the position of need. Give him another week, through the bye, boom, bring him back at home against the Giants game, and obviously you're going to have to spot him. You're not going to play him. He's not starting. He's not playing more than 10 snaps, 12 snaps most likely, right? I don't know. I, I just don't see that happening at all. I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening, um, you know, him having a huge role right away anyway, so – We'll uh, find out as the week goes on how they're going to handle that, but don't be surprised if you hear late in the week that he's not playing. wouldn't Wouldn't be shocking if they do. Man, be a little, little nervous to see that this weekend. But if it makes sense and they could spot him a few snaps here or there, I guess go for it. Got to be disciplined against Daniel Jones. I was watching, rewatching some of that Giants Cowboys game from Thanksgiving, and you know they love they run the bootlegs. They run a lot of that. Um, he has obviously been amazing against the Washington franchise, whether it's called the Redskins, Washington football, or well, although he hasn't played the Commanders, so we'll find out. But in the other previous two names, he's destroyed this team. I mean, he really has. And it's weird because he sucks against everybody else. I mean, this has been his best year, and he's been average. His uh, completion percentage is way up there. I mean, he's been better, but he's still not great. Uh, but Daniel Jones against this team, this organization, has been amazing really has. And it doesn't make sense all the time. Um, he runs like crazy against him. Throws it at like 68%. Um, it's And is 4-1. and one. I mean, again, doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. But that's uh, kind of the way it's been over the years. And, you know, much like what's going on here in this win streak with Taylor Heineke, they are winning with quarterbacks not being asked to carry the load. They're a run-first team. And in the case of Jones, he does a lot more running than Taylor does. Um, He's used as a runner, design runs, those kind of things. He's also a much bigger guy, uh, as we know. Taylor and Daniel Jones rank in the bottom seven in pass yardage per game in 2022. Jones is at 196.8, which is 29th in the league. The guy right behind him, Taylor Heineke, 30th in the league. Uh, Win-loss percentage, Daniel Jones is tied for 12th, Taylor Heineke's third. Uh, Yards passing per game, we already went over that, 30th for Heineke, 29th for Jones. Pass touchdowns per game, 22 for Taylor, or he ranks 22nd, I should say, out of the quarterbacks. Uh, Jones is 29th. Uh, Passer rating, Taylor is 28th, um, 18th for Jones. And this is among 35 quarterbacks that qualified had enough attempts this season. Only six quarterbacks of 170 passing attempts and average under 200 yards a game. Heineke, Mayfield, Zach Wilson, Mariota, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, Obviously... We saw, you know, Marcus last week. You know, he runs quite a bit. We know Justin Fields runs like crazy now that they finally let him play his offense. Um, Heineke and Jones, a twelve and five, seven, you know, seventy percent winning percentage, almost seventy one percent. Other four quarterbacks, who I just mentioned, you know, Mayfield, Wilson, Mariota. They're fourteen and twenty two. Wilson and Mayfield are obviously not starting right now because of injury in Wilson's case, and Mayfield, because the Panthers are – I don't know what the hell they're doing. But whatever, they're playing Sam Darnold. Good for them. Again, 5-1 and one is the starter, Terrell Heineke. The only quarterbacks better right now in the NFL with a minimum of six starts, Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. So that is it. I want to have an adult conversation about the quarterback without people losing their mind. Um and it may make some of you feel uncomfortable. I want you all to listen carefully. Don't put words or interpretations on in what I'm saying. All right? you. There are two thoughts here. There are two things you can still believe about this team. Number one, the passing offense has got to get better at some point. But you can also believe that doesn't mean Carson Wentz should ever play again. <laughs> and that's where I am. I really, I, you know, I, I. but I don't – get a vote in it, right? And I was have, trying to have this conversation on the on the FM channel last night, and I got like the Heineke hive just buzzing at me, misinterpreting what I'm trying to say to them. Whether or not Ron Rivera believes what I believe is a whole different animal, and whether or not the team in the organization believes that moving forward is a whole different animal, right? They may still you know, get him up. I'll be curious to find out today if we get any kind of update on you know how he's progressing. Is he going to be the two this week? Are they going to stick with Hal? You know how that's working. Because so I think that'll that'll signal some things. If this team were to drop a couple games, quarterback play was down. Would they go back to him? You know, I mean, I get it. You're you're kind of in must win mode. You, you can't you can't rule out any possibility. You can't just close your head to it. And let's remember, he didn't give. You know, when he said Taylor was a quarterback, he wasn't saying guaranteed for the rest of the season. He was saying week to week, and you know, he keeps winning. You know, it's fine. But he has not guaranteed and locked him up into anything. So keep that in mind. But I do think there you can have the feeling of, you know what, they got to be better. But they also don't need to be rushing Carson Wentz back on the field. I think you can feel that way. At least I do. That, that's, that's the way I look at it. I just remember the Bears game. Um, you know, even though they won the week before the Tennessee game. I mean, all oh, the sacks. Oh, my God. The sacks. sacks that didn't need to be taken. Can't move out of his own way. You know, I get it. Sure, you could run more. They're running more. They're second-most attempts in the league since Heineke took over. But you don't get all those plays you don't convert on third down. And the negative plays have been erased for the most part. And certainly a big part of that is also the guy running the football, number eight, the rookie, um, Brian Robinson. Yeah, he hasn't been explosive until this past week, quite frankly. And, you know, in, in blips in that Bears game. But let's be real, he doesn't take negative yardage either, which is huge. You know, getting two to three yards is a big deal. Keeps you on schedule, as they like to say. Keeps you ahead of the chains. And they can't afford to be behind him with uh, the way things are going. So keep that in mind as well when we discuss these things. And oh, yeah, the defense is playing lights out. The defense is playing lights out. So we'll get to uh, some of these things on the commander's offense, some interesting stuff to ponder there as they move forward here. In uh, a crucial two-week stretch, well, really, three-week stretch, two straight games with the Giants, uh, where you go from there. And uh, as I predicted, by the way, Trey Turner is not on the field, per our friend Benjamin Standig. Makes sense. I mean, you know, again, he came back. It's one thing to come back in a game when injured and, you know, with the adrenaline and all the those things going, uh, that's different. But – he is not out there today. And then he went out – like when he went out the second time, I just felt like, man, this might be it for him, right? You know, this father time knocking on the door. Then he got an injury. So, on the flip side of it, the if you want to look at the good news on it, Sam Cosme is at right guard right now. This was the dream scenario, steal Kevin's word, that many of us had since really week one was, hey, someday, maybe you should move Sam Cosme to one of your guard positions – And Lucas has been a really rock-solid right tackle. So just keep rolling with him. Hell, he was a left tackle for a year here, too. And was fine at that. So interesting stuff there. See if they keep that rotation, assuming that Trey Turner is out this week. But I don't hate it at all. I'm actually excited about it. No offense to Trey Turner. Wasn't wishing for him to be injured because he's been playing a lot better lately. But this uh, idea of Cosby being a guard is not the worst thing in the world. He was a second-round pick. He wasn't the fifth overall selection. <laughs> you know, like when that other guy who got like $20 million a year to be a guard was when they thought he was a tackle. All right, coming up, we'll get into some more commander stuff, including uh, some things to be concerned about this week when it comes to the New York football giants. Uh, we will also write apology letters later today. It's like a class exercise. I uh, kind of did, a, did talked a little bit about this on Monday with with Rick uh, a little bit, but there there are people, and one of them's injured now, so I guess I don't have to write in the letter. That you know, over this stretch of six of seven, have really stepped up their game. Fred Smoot needs to apologize to one of them. We'll talk about that with him at one as well, and with you uh, here on Burgundy and Gold today. Tweet me up at Jackson Sports. Hope you're having a good one. It is a crappy, cruddy day outside right now. Hopefully the sun will shine again before the night. The day is over. Uh, It is Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
5: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: Okay, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. The... Word on the street is, well, it's from the Beat Reporters. Uh, Nikki Joubalov just tweeted a little while ago that no Benjamin St. Juiced. We already told you about Trey Turner being announced Sam Cosby is playing right guard right now. And Dax Milne is there working on the side with the trainers during the media portion of the practice. Uh, you know, I said it last week when they were playing the Falcons, and I would probably state it again this week. I mean, I guess if you could get away with not playing – Benjamin St. Juice, this might be one of those matchups you could do it. I, I probably feel the exact same way. I would rather have him. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, you know, again, this is a long play here. you got a bye week coming up. That field sucks. <laughs> I mean, that field is not good. They've had a couple season enders there already this year with their team. I think the Jets have had a couple as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not for putting Benjamin St. Juiced out there at all uh we're not going to do that no if we, if he, we don't have to and I, and i again i think they could get away with it for another week for the long haul yeah i'd much rather have him on the football field if possible but you know we'll see like i said about the, the chase young part of it will be interesting too i don't know if that makes a ton of sense this week either uh to do that all right um Let's get to this uh, before we get to our next break. And we, we're happy the commercials are fixed. Thanks to Tom for saving us, our engineer. All right. So the commander's passing offense, okay? I think we all understand it is what it is, as they say, the kids say, right now. Um, it's not where it needs to be. And that, and that of course, you're starting with Taylor Heineke when you're saying that. Um, got off to a great start on Sunday. Really hot start on that first drive. Really good. Uh, Through the swing pass to Robinson, Robinson trucked the guy, got in the end zone, you know, hit some plays, you know, you know, as the game went on, you know, he missed some, obviously the pass before halftime, luckily didn't cost them, you didn't give up any points because of it, but also did cost you a chance at least for letting Joey Sly line up uh, to show off his, his big old leg before halftime, it could have been damaging. I heard uh, Jay Gruden with Ben Standing on his podcast just yesterday, or maybe that's today, I don't know which day it is, say that he, he, Kirk Cousins threw a similar interception um, <laughs> when he was coaching here. And they put Cole McCoy in afterwards. He said he'll learn from it. It's one of those things uh, he said he got tricked on. Uh, and, and clearly, if you watch the play, I mean, there's two wide-open receivers underneath, one of which to his right is Curtis Samuel, to his left is Antonio Gibson, and I mean, there's nobody near either one of them. And if you could just get it out quickly to either one of those guys, they can potentially make somebody miss, you know, get out of bounds, or you know, it didn't need to because you had two timeouts. So it's frustrating. I mean, much like we used to say with Carson Wentz, sometimes you just need to take the layups. Now, fascinating enough, I heard the Rooster earlier talking about this about how, you know, there's been more 10-plus yard pass attempts from Taylor this season than Wentz, uh, and they've both started the same amount of games, and that, you know, he's better with that intermediate. Intermediate I don't intermediate. How does this stick with that? Intermediate stuff, I think sure. But you know there isn't the big play, big arm throws that obviously Wentz had a few of. He had a couple in Jackson. There's Jacksonville a couple against the Titans, but there's all you know. There's also few and far between there. There's a lot of inconsistency, a lot of sacks, a lot of negative plays, as we've discussed over and over again. But yes, I mean I think you can feel like this offense because there's more weapons than before, and we this is a big. You know, this was the, the, the talking point last year at the end of the year. Well, hey, what if Taylor got more reps and he got more people around him? Could he get better? Well, you put more people around him. He's getting the reps now. You know, we got to see some improvement. You know, I don't, I don't think that's an unfair thing to ask for. I don't think that's un, an unfair expectation um, from your quarterback. You know, even if you see him more as a backup than a starter, I think, you, you know, we need to see some improvement there. That all being said, that doesn't mean I'm trying to, you know, rush 11 back on the field or get him back on the field at all, for that matter. I mean, I think we're past the point now. I haven't worked out all the math equations on it yet, but I do not believe they're in danger of the second anymore from what I have been told because it's, uh, you know, the way it's split now with with Taylor playing so much. He's going to start again this week. So I I don't think that's a concern for you anymore. But, you know, for Ron Rivera, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, I think this has been pointed out. and At first I thought, "Ah, I don't know. Yeah, this is just like hot take central. But he is kind of a little bit like uneasy lately <laughs> with some of his Taylor stuff, right? He's like, "That's Taylor yeah, winning," you know. It's like very short, you know. It's not like is overly a ex- ex- you know, lot of lot not a long lot of long winded explanations about the things that's going on with his play, and he's been known to have some long winded explanations, as we all understand uh, from his time here. So that is interesting as well. But I do think you can believe. Yes, they got to get better there. They can get better there with the people they have. And um, hopefully it starts this week against the Giants. Giants are not a good run defense on paper. And if you saw them on Thanksgiving Day, I mean, old man Ezekiel Elliott was ripping them up. Although, you know, he did have a week off prior. He was fresher. But he ran on them. Um, You know, they're 26th in the league in rushing defense right now. Um, Middle of the road in scoring defense. You know, middle of the road in scoring defense. Uh, I think they're 14th. They're actually a spot in front of the commanders in terms of scoring defense. They are, you know, middle of the road in the passing uh, department as well, as far as passing defense is concerned uh, as well. I think they're 16th in the league. So they do some things well. I mean, third down defense, you know, has been pretty good for them too. I mean, they're seventh in the league in third down defense. The commanders are fourth in terms of sacks. Um, they're not very good. They don't, they don't get after the quarterback. So that's where, you know, play more coverage. Their turnover differential, they've been better than Washington has. Their red zone defense has been better than Washington's. Um, you know, they give up big plays. I mean, they're, the Commanders and the Giants, there's a lot of similarities, and that's one of them too. Both of these defenses have given up a lot of big plays. They're 30th and 31st in the league, respectively, in that regard. So that's not too hot. But overall – They're doing things very similar to this team, trying to minimize the quarterback mistakes, uh, running a lot. Saquon Barkley is spectacular. He is also, much like Daniel Jones, had some of his best days against Washington. And, you know, should we be concerned about what we saw from this defense uh, against the run against the Falcons on Sunday? I mean, the Falcons ran all over him. Let's not not mistake that. The Falcons pushed him around for a while. And Mariota is great. With his own read, no question. I mean, he's very deceptive, seemed to go around that right end quite a few times, no problem, when he wanted to keep it. He is really good at it, and this team did not defend that very well. We'll see, we've seen Daniel Jones beat them with that as well in the past. So is that going to be a problem on Sunday as well? We'll find out. But is it concerning to you, the passing offense, A? B, are you one of these people that is excited about the idea of 11 playing again? Carson Wentz, and do you think that this team can get their act together against this Giants offense this week in terms of stopping the run? Get your thoughts on all those things. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980 uh, as we look ahead to the weekend that will be. The game in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. It is Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with you. It's the Team 90 Streaming Live on the free Odyssey app.
2: If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99, 99 problems. problems, but it ain't one. I got the rat patrol on the
3: patrol. Foes that want to make sure my All right, back here with you on Burgundy and Gold today on the hump day of the week. Here are on Team 90 Streaming Live on the free Odyssey app. Scott Jackson with you. We'll have uh, Fred Smoot at the top of the hour. Rick Doc Walker will be back with us tomorrow. Man, I I woke up this morning. Linnell's in for Sheehan at the last minute. Then all of a sudden he's on Russell's show. I mean, he was everywhere today. I mean, what the heck's going on? Go home already. Goodness sakes. Young people, man. I mean, just, you know, save some crumbs from some other folks. All right. We're going to get to uh, you on the phone line if you like at 301-230-0980. Talk about the commander's. This recent run has been fun. Um, you know, some people question whether or not they can keep going with it in this style. I can understand that. I, I think you can be run heavy. I think, again, teams have shown you can be run heavy and it can work for you. If you don't have a studded quarterback, it's probably the smartest way to play. Uh, you can minimize games. I mean, they've won time of possession and every one of Heineke's starts to this point, even the game they lost. I do believe they can stick with it. Uh, they're going to be tested a little bit Sunday because I mean I think the Giants are going to try to do the exact same thing to them, and their defense is you know hopefully going to be better against the run, which they weren't great against on this you know last game against the Falcons. Hopefully they can do better there, and that and that game obviously the the run for a while there, man, it was a real problem. I mean there was some heated and uh, you know adult level conversations on the sidelines between uh, the D line linebackers, so. They, uh, they got their act together and were able to get stops when they needed to. And, you know, thankfully, maybe they outsmarted themselves. The Falcons late in that game trying to throw the football as opposed to jamming it up in there with one of those big backs of theirs, Algier or even Caleb Huntley. Or, hell, let let uh, Mariota do what he had been doing, which is beat you with, a, with his own read. But whatever it was, uh, you know, hey, you take the W, you move on, you try to get better each week. I mean, you just try to be smarter about the way you play. And they're going to have to continue to win. Turnover battles usually is going to be huge for them. Uh, it's going to be the bare minimum. They've got to be even in games, I think, to have a chance. And, yeah, they, they have to have a heavy dose of uh, of running the football uh, to be good. But are, are you concerned about this team's ability, if they have to, to come back in games, uh, number one, and, and number two, the passing game? And, it, and if so, does that mean you think they need to make a change at some point if things don't get better? I'm not there. I I think it would take a couple bad, really bad weeks for me to feel that way. I just remember too many of those negative plays that were part of the equation. Yes, for every one of the bombs that De'Ami Brown caught or Terry caught in week one from Wentz, I just remember all the negative plays. And it just just wears you out, and you just can't come back from it. The third down conversion rate was horrible. They weren't winning time of possession. They weren't staying on the field. They weren't helping the defense. Um, All those things. We're making it very difficult for them to win on a weekly basis. They really were. Um, they weren't in, quote, control of the game. Like they have, you know, they've, they've controlled some games. And sure, they've let some teams back in there. But the commanders have reduced their negative play rate from 36.5% in the first games to 28 in the seven games since. It's a pretty good drop. Um, they have limited of his third and longs. Um, they average third and seven. Their average of uh, seven-third down attempts, excuse me, of seven yards or more through week five has gone down to 4.9. So, like, they've knocked two of those off a, a week, basically. So, that has been a big part of the equation as well. And, by the way, you know, kudos to special teams this week. Props to them for shutting down the best punt returner in the NFL and the second-best in all-time kickoff returner in um, Cordero Patterson. Although, I will say – I kind of got the vibe from talking to some Falcon people prior to the game and then watching it during the game that he doesn't really want to return kicks anymore. (laughs) He's not interested in doing that. The guy is asked to do a lot. I mean, takes a lot of hits. as a running back. He plays receiver. I mean, he's all over the place. They line him up everywhere. So I I could kind of understand where he's coming from in that regard. Uh, But anyway, they they got their problems. And and they're kind of – I think that was – might not have been the elimination blow to Atlanta, but it certainly set them back. Because if you look at it now, you know, where they are compared to, you know, it's, a, it's like a two-game swing for Washington to win that. And the fact that uh, they're two back in 500. Now, Atlanta's best path may still be just winning that division. I mean, the AFC South, it may be win or take, you know, that's it. I mean, that's the only way to get in is to uh, win that division. Because it's, it did not, uh, it is not pretty there right now, even with the loss this past weekend, the the Buccaneers, who are still got to be one of the most feared teams, just because of Tom Brady. Even if it doesn't look like Tom Brady at all times, you know they're they're still the one team you would not want to play if you're in the NFC. And I don't think the NFC is particularly scary uh, at this point. All right, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. We'll get to um, some other NFC notes here coming up later in this hour. Again, Fred Smoot at one o'clock with us as well. Um, so my friend Mike. Uh, emails me, says, from a business standpoint, uh, talking about uh, the Commanders. With whence you know what you're getting. 240 yards a game, 1.5 touchdown pass, proven track record. You also know what you're getting uh, above 500 winning. Not bad, uh, not bad to have on the bench. Heineke has the chance to cement the starting job for 2023 20, over the next five games or lose the job. That's what's so great about the NFL. What have you done for me lately? I don't think he can do anything to cement the job. I I, I would disagree with that. I'm not sure that that's where we are. And remember, he's a free agent. They could certainly bring him back, put him in a competition with somebody next year or a group of people. Uh, You know, if you're going to throw, they think Sam Howell's ready for that. Could be him, Howell, and TBD quarterback via the draft. You know, somebody, journeyman old man from the free agent world. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't get the sense that there's anything that's going to rock-solid cement the job for him over the next five, but I'd love to be proven wrong. That would be, that'd be nice, but he would have to make some drastic changes uh, for that to be the case. Remember, I mean, this is, you know, one, two straight years. First with Fitz, even though he finished the season as well as he did against the Bucks in the playoffs, went to Fitz last year. Started the majority of games, you know, went to Wentz. So, Fence, Wentz, kind of rhymes. I'm rhyming here. And I don't know what if there's another rhyming name for this offseason, but there could be, you know, somebody on the horizon. And again, he'll have choices, potentially. I mean, if he, if he plays as good as a starter the rest of the way, to say you've cemented that, then who the heck knows, right? That could be somebody else. That could be as well. Neil Rockville, who hates Heineke, says the O-line was letting the other team get to the get, uh, get-togethers get of the quarterback. No, the O-line was not good, but it also helps when your quarterback is going drifting backwards into the sack um, and holding it too long and staring at one receiver, refusing to throw checkdowns. That also helps. But, yeah, no, I mean, they, they are better. I will give you that. I'll give you that. I think they're better. They're still not great. They're still not going to – make anybody forget the Hogs, but they're getting better for sure. I think the co- the Cosme thing is, is interesting because this guy can move, right? Like, is one of the things that drives us, most of us, some of us, crazy is the inability to run a screen, you know, there's, like, little simple things, you know, it's, they don't have the athleticism um, that you'd like from your, from your guards to, to pull. But if you if you throw Cosme out there, you might. You might be uh, making a major upgrade there. And, again, if Schweitzer can heal and get out there at some point as well, uh, could help them in a, in a variety of ways. So, we'll see. I Yeah. I mean, if you're still – it sounds like Neil is sending me a Carson Wentz, like, PR tweet. Airplane Mode says, we are going to the NFC Championship game. Or NFC Championship, not the game. He says the NFC Championship. I don't know if he means – He is, like, as a group of his family, or if he means the commanders. Um, Well, that's interesting. Right now, they would play the Vikings in round one in Minnesota. Not the scariest game in the world. However, they are much better up there than they are on the road. But, again, there's nobody that terrifies you in the NFC. Although, I will say, there is a team that has the potential to be pretty scary. It has had moments this year where they've looked that way. But they're in this team's division, and that's the Eagles. I mean, that, that's the team that has the highest ceiling to me. And then, of course, when Dallas gets Odell Beckham Jr., it'll be the Cowboys. Because I'm sure he'll just, just fit in like a he'll be fit like a glove. it will be just a perfect fit for those guys. Like, it will be seamless. There will not be any problems in the locker room or anything like that. it will be, it'll be perfect. I did laugh yesterday when I saw the note that Jerry Jones said the latest issue with Beckham, this thing with uh, being taken off the airplane, had no would have no impact on his availability. No, it actually increases the likeliness of him being a cowboy. If anything, I mean, if anything, it is only you know made Jerry like double down on wanting to get him in there, if nothing else. you know he's excited about it even more so than before. Uh, because of what's happened. That would be you know, that's just kind of like a prerequisite, I think, for being a Cowboy. But anyway, he would give him some options if he's ready to play. I mean, that's that's the whole kind of fantasy part of this whole thing. We have no idea if, if OBJ is really, truly ready to play. I mean, everybody keeps saying, oh, yeah, he's going to be back by December. Well, I mean, tomorrow's December. What does that mean? You need to throw him in. He's going to be incorporated in your offense, an offense that he doesn't know. I don't know. Doesn't, uh, I'm not sure it makes a ton of sense, but hey, you know, let's let's see what it, let's see if it happens. What what kind of a chemistry experiment it ends up being? I, I still think they probably should have kept Cooper around and just worked on his contract. But hey, that ain't my problem. All right, three zero one two three zero zero nine 301-230-0980. Get some other notes from the NFC East. We'll get to Fred Smoot at the top of the hour. It is Burgundy in Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here. Team ninety streaming live on the Free Odyssey app.
6: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
5: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
7: Tekovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tecovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com. that's dot com, and point your toes west.
3: All right, we're go today. Scott Jackson with the Team 98 streaming live in the free Odyssey app. We'll get to the calls. Apologies, I didn't have my call screen up. So I'm just yammering, talking, people are waiting. to talk. I had no idea because I didn't have a damn call screen in front of me. All right, 301-230-0980. We're talking about the offense. Do you need to see more from it? Concerns. Are you desperate enough to see Carson Wentz play again? I am not. I am not. But I do think you can also feel like the offense can do more when it comes to the old forward pass. Let's get to uh, Gaithersburg. Kenny's with us here on Burgundy Gold today. What is up, Kenny?
0: Yes, How are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, as he's saying, you know, yes, yeah, sir. Um, honestly, the offense definitely kicking with the run game and everything, which is nice. Just as you were saying, we need to see a bit more forward pass. You know? Yeah. you know, even like in the last game, we had one bunch formation. We had the Army Brown, McLaren, and Dotson. On the left side, and we had some easy yardage. I think we need to see some more of that recovery really truly really, our defense our our run game is coming in. We need to threaten some of these defense also down with the with a wide receiver play, you know like make it easier even for the running backs because eventually now the fields gonna spread, everybody can be dropping back some more, and the game going to be easier for us. I honestly think, man, we got the weapons. we got intermediate plays that we could open up the field with man, and honestly, it's hard playing getting wide receivers some more work man. We get all excited in a few games then McLaren went down the field and took the ball away from it. when we played um, Indy and that kind of stuff. We yep. saw not a nice play, a few a nice plays around the field, you know. Give some defenses some work. Let it, let, let them feel threatened. And this now we we're not doing that, stuff Yeah,
3: not threatening. You know? Yeah, we're not being aggressive. I, I, yeah, I mean, look, and I understand a the style they're playing. Uh, they're trying to minimize mistakes. But yeah, I, yes, I just boy. think there's a benefit in throwing downfield a few times a game. I mean, I think you see it in a week out because they're going to throw the definitely. flag or they're going to or you're going to hopefully make a play.
0: <laughs> yeah, because here what's going to happen though with the quality wide receivers we got on hand right now, mm-hmm. eventually they're not getting work. We can hear like what we heard last year in in Baltimore when like remember when when Brown was mm-hmm. crying that Lamar and giving him the ball and all yeah. this thing about he want to leave and all this kinds of stuff. Yeah, we got work with our players also. Okay, you buddy. know we got good dudes. We got wonderful dudes.
3: All right, man. Yeah, I think we don't. Have, I don't have to think we have any of those issues. But thanks to call. But yeah, I mean, look, those guys work hard. I mean, you know, they're running out there, they're opening things up. You really have to uh, embrace, you know, being a, a real team guy. And you know, a lot of the stuff you're doing is decoy material. Uh, it's digging out. It's blocking. But it's good to see. I tell you what, man, Deami Brown. Uh, it's good to see him. You know, he had a rough preseason, if you remember, at some games. I mean, there's we had callers one cut. <laughs> I mean, and I think it is fair to say that his draft position probably kept him on the roster with, you know, some of the ways things happen and the numbers of receivers they took. But, hey, man, he's quietly worked his butt off to get back in there and every little opportunity. don't get a ton of them, but when he does, he's, he's made them work. That was a big catch he had on that third down on, on Sunday. Let's grab Marvin and rest in next. Marvin, you're next up here on Burgundy Eagle today.
8: Yes. Good morning. Hey, I just want to know when was the last time the Commanders was two games over five hundred?
3: I think it was the twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen season, maybe.
8: And and this year they have a chance to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Correct. I know Washington area is not used to winning, but what do you want from the team? Remember, Dotson just coming back from a hamstring injury, right?
3: Yeah. Couple weeks. Well, and three four weeks, I guess. Three weeks now. yeah.
8: Right, and when Carson Wentz was taking eight steps back mm-hmm. in the pocket, what happened?
3: He was getting sacked all the time. I think I covered this about five minutes ago, yeah.
8: And sack or fumbled. Mm-hmm. Heineken is playing the way the offensive coordinators designed the plays. Some of the plays, some of the passes was off, but at least he, he was throwing the ball in the right direction. Give the man a chance to play, man. Stop talking about Carson Wentz all the time. Let the man play.
3: Nobody is, brother. I just told you what I was asking about. I asked you a question. Don't argue with somebody who's not arguing with you. Okay? Thanks for the call. This is why I don't like talking about this stuff. People are nuts. You're freaking losing it. Did you hear what I said? I want to hear from the idiots who want Carson Wentz. I don't need to hear from you. Get overly touchy about Taylor Heineke's play. It hasn't been great, by the way. Stop BSing yourself. Come on. Yeah, it was designed. Scott Turner said, "Hey, go throw in a four guys on Sunday." I again, you can have the feeling, yes, stick with him, but you can also say he's got to do better. Come on, man up, Cliff in DC. What's up? Hey,
2: Jeez, um, I'm not babies, I'm, I'm man. It, I'm, I mean, I I'm went
3: I'm ODU and I don't cry as much as you sissies do. God's sake, right. it's <laughs> a tiring. I'm it's like it's like you know, it's like it's like he's he's in the pros. He's picking up a check on Mondays, right? Dear God, I mean, you know, you can be critical. He's got to play better. That's all. Nobody's saying bench him. What I'm saying to you, if you're one of these delusional so-and-sos that thinks Wentz is some magic solution, I disagree with you. But you can also have the feeling that this guy has got to play better. They've got weapons. You said get him reps, get him people around him. Well, they've done all that. Let's see production. That's all. It ain't hard. Right. Right.
2: I'm not in a rush to see um, Wentz, but he does have to play better, yeah. and, it will, and it will be nice. And I think what's going on, too, is that Wentz just happened to catch the offense at a bad time. The old line wasn't up to snuff. Um, Robinson wasn't really healthy. Um, they wasn't sure about Gibson, and now with the offensive line blocking better, and you had that, uh, um, that component in it like Wentz, if he played better, it would give us that downfield throwing that we need, that we lacking from Heineken, by having that strong arm. And maybe the defense would get plenty of rest because the offense would be on the field much longer. And i sit back and listen.
3: All right, thanks for the call. Yeah, I don't – again, if he would do these things. Look, he doesn't move like he did in Philly's a problem. And I think we saw that – Many times. But the one that it really, like, hit me like a jolt of lightning, there was a play against the Titans where he got run down, and I'm like, man, by, like, a D-tackle. And, I'm not, and Simmons is a badass. It was Simmons. And I'm not, you know, that guy's a badass. He's a pro Bowl last all-pro-level player. But he is not, does not move like he used to. And he was not comfortable with the reads either. And he would not take the layups. And Taylor should have taken a couple layups on Sunday, for sure. All right, uh, Sabah has sent me a message to say, please let Neil know the O-line is not better with Taylor. The quarterback pressure percentage is higher with Taylor than with Wentz. It's just Taylor moves and throws the ball with anticipation uh, and taking a sack like Wentz. So completion percentage goes down while Wentz won't sacrifice his completion percentage for the O-line sacks. Heineke makes the O-line look better with his mobility. Yeah, I think there's some of that. And I also think, again, Jip Robinson's better now. Robinson is much better now than he was, which helps him as well. And they're definitely running it more. But they also have more plays. And why do they have more plays? Because they're converting on third down. They're not taking negative plays. So it all goes hand in hand. Yeah, I'm a little surprised Neal's got an 11 jersey on. All right, let's get to Paulie next. What's happening, to Paulie?
6: Big head Jackson.
3: Big head hey, Paulie. To the w, man.
6: Hey, man, I've been bitten by the big blue beast. <laughs> you 757 ODE fans, Jacks know what that means.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you silly. You silly.
6: Uh, hey, stop being so sensitive, man. Come on, man. About what? Stop being so sensitive, man. You attacking the callers. Look, He's being I sensitive to me. He's arguing
3: with me like I'm saying, put Wentz in. Yeah. I didn't say that. I uh, said to you, I, I'm I, telling him, there's the two sides of it. Are you one of these people that wants to get Wentz in there? You want people to say, hey, Taylor can play hey, listen, better, man. man? He can. He can. Hey, listen, man. You know he can.
6: Listen, man. Blame Nell and Chris Russell that comes before you. They have uh, <laughs> problems, man. Hey, but look, I'm going to say this. I'm yep. not worried about the weather. The only unit I'm worried about is the commander's motor pool B Rob, Gibby, and Wings all right that, that that the motor pool has led us to 5 i'm not worried about what you know uh uh, uh Sam, it's, it's still sammy's in there man he he he's a little he's got a little motorcycle with a little cab on the side you know what i mean you know what i mean i'm not worried about us having kind of trying to be the greatest show on turf right now man because what we what, what, what we doing is working for us right now you know and i, I can go back and criticize winch you know, y'all want to talk about Heineke, and he does need to play better. He does. Oh, you know, he'll tell you that. But y'all want to talk about him throwing this and throwing that? I can go back to the Tennessee game and watch Carson Wentz throw to the same player on the goal line three times a row until it got intercepted.
3: Dude, I just went over I all the Wentz stupidity for the last listen, thirty minutes. I don't, I don't have, know. I know that I don't have time. Listen, my yep. whole thing is I don't have time.
6: The difference between the two quarterbacks is outside of the arm is confidence. I don't have time for Carson Wentz to try to regain his confidence and win the, the playoff stretch. All right? We don't have time for, that to, for him to work through his growing pains and get back into the mix of things. We see it with Jahan Dotson right now. He's trying to get his legs. We've seen it with B-Rob. Even though he was back and he was playing, he wasn't back at 100%. And I don't have time to wait for that or to hope that Carson Wentz is going to all of a sudden magically regain his confidence and we're in the playoff stretch, man. We got five games left. And we need to at least get three to four of them. You know what I mean? So I'm going to keep running with the motor pool, man. I'll take that off, man. I've been bitten by the big blue beast.
3: <laughs> Hell to the W, yeah, man. you silly. Hell
6: to the W. All
3: right, buddy. See you. Uh, Mike, via Twitter, if Washington wasn't going anywhere, I would say go back to Wentz and see if he's improved. It's a totally new offense, a new team for him. Six weeks isn't enough time. But with the playoffs squarely in view, you have to go with Heineke while the team's winning. And here's the other thing. Um, and even if you believe that he could get better, it's the money. I mean, at some point that matters because you're talking about next season. There's no way I'm paying him $22 million to do some experiment. You know what I'm saying? Or 25 I think it goes down to next year. Unless he would take a ginormous pay cut. I don't even think. I think you need a quarterback who's got some wheels. I mean, I don't think. That. I know that you do. You need – most teams do. Most teams have guys and get out of their own way. He can't anymore. Tucks. He had knee injury. He had foot injury. He's had a shoulder. He had a neck a lot of crap going on in his life. My uh, passer rating Mike says Wentz twenty seven, Heineke twenty eighth, uh, Kirk's twenty two. Heineke doesn't qualify the Q- QBR, but if you inserted him in, it would be Heineke twenty four, Wentz thirty, Kirk twenty three. It's a lot of money for twenty three. Now again, and it's a lot of money for what did you just say Wentz was twenty eight? Yeah, yeah. All that, all that, all that. Uh. Let's grab Clyde in Upper Marlboro. What's up, Clyde?
8: Yeah, hey, how you doing? Uh, What's up, buddy? I forgot your name, but how you don't doing? Don't worry, man.
3: Just whoever. Um, just call whoever's talking. It doesn't matter.
8: Yeah. Okay. Whoever. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think he, uh, uh, neither one of the quarterbacks are the answer, uh, and I think the game will decide because the injuries and the way you play the game will decide. Uh, you know who's going to play. So, um, I don't worry about it too much. Heineken's winning, let him win. Yeah. But if he doesn't win, get rid of him. Put somebody else there.
3: Right, That's well, the way I, mean, I look at it. All right. Thanks to call. Thanks to call. I mean, it, yeah, just throw anybody out there. No, I mean, who do you have is the point. Like, who's available on this team right now? I mean, yeah, you're in the race. Agreed. But you're not married to anybody. That's, I guess, the good and the bad of all of it. Outside of uh, Sam Howell, who's got a few years left in his contract. All right, let's go to Bones in D.C. What's up, Bones? Bones, you with us? Do we lose Bones, Mike, on line five? I feel like we did. Uh, I'm here. Oh, there you go. Sorry, Bones. Go ahead, buddy. Hey,
2: what's up? Hey, hey what's up, Scott Jackson, my main man, man? Look, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. You know, I'm going to tell you who the cause of all this, man. Linnell, man, Big Elder is the one <laughs> <that laughs> got people out here. Was you know, with all this, you know, he starts this up every Tuesday, man. When he oh, gets on there, he get his he, he get his followers, his coat to call in and start starting this old Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke he thing. He do it every Tuesday when he on there by himself, man. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. You know, check this out, right? Yep. You know, um. Yep. Both quarterbacks, man, at this point, man, and their careers, are suspect, right? And basically, man, you know, I'm willing to ride this season out with Heineke, man, and see how it play out, man. And right now, it looks pretty good. You know, he got to tighten this game up, you know what I mean? You know, Faz man, making decisions on where he want to throw the ball, you know, because I don't think his progression is going all the way through, man, you know. But anyway... They got some good fat quarterbacks available coming out this season from college, man. You know, uh, and I'm saying, you man, it's a we we can get us a nice young quarterback, you know, out the draft. You understand? Have how? You understand? And get rid of that money from Went and let Heineke be still there. You know what I mean? And groom this whoever groom How and the young quarterback, man. Because I'm saying we can't afford, man. uh, Uh, Wins, man. We can't do it, man. Cause this game and his game, he shell shocked. Yeah, he shell shocked.
6: No doubt. You know what I mean? The Eagles broken,
2: man. Yeah, Yeah, all these people rooting for him and can't can't see that the man shell shocked. He shell shocked. Thanks for taking my call, Scott. Love you, man.
3: Peace. Peace, Bonesy. Appreciate it, Bones. All right, let's break. Fred Smoots coming up. He's never shell-shocked. He's very confident. If you're on the lines, hang in there or call us back after Fred. We'll get to you. Uh, Burgundy gold today. It is the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may